Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, the theme of the night was kindness, and Lauren Hurston shared a story about being in Australia without currency. So um, how do you do a working holiday in Australia when you're 22? Uh, Go to college. That's step one. Step two is you graduate and uh, realize that you have absolutely no idea what to do with your life. And then um, go through an existential crisis. uh, Realize that you are going through a postgraduate malaise. And then you're pretty much halfway to Australia at that point. I'm in Airlie Beach, and Airlie Beach is uh, one of these, uh, it's, it's kind of like the port to Whitsunday Islands, and Whitsundays is kind of like, um, if you want to dive the Great Barrier Reef, this is like the place to go. It's absolutely gorgeous, like tons of, tons of islands and beaches, and obviously the Great Barrier Reef. This is before it died. It's not dead. That's just a joke. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I so the schedule is that you go out and, I, and I'm working on a boat. I'm working on a sailing and diving boat, and I'm working as a dishy. The schedule is that you go out on uh, on the tour for two to three days, and then you come back and you're you know in for like a night, and then you go back out. And it's just over and over again. So what happens is that uh, the what happened on the night is that we went out. Okay, so we're not really we're not really lacking in things to celebrate and uh, things to party about when we're out, and so we're actually partying at a a bar called Magnums. So I'm I'm walking back, and this is like about one thirty a.m. at the in the morning, and I'm walking to my house, so I have a hostel for the night. I'm walking back, and I realize that I have uh, five roommates in my hostel who are all Brits, and they're all, they all know each other, and they're all partying. They're taking, like, vodka shots. And I'm just not feeling like I want to be with them. It's like something... It's like some kind of... I don't know. I have, like, a chip on my shoulder at this point for some reason. And uh, so I, I just kind of make an executive decision to not stay there for the night. So I, I grab my things, and at this point, I realize that I don't have my wallet. And because I am a super smart college graduate, I've decided to keep all of my important documents in one place. I have my wallet, which has my passport, it has my ID, it has my, my bank cards, my, like everything. Like, like when you go on a trip uh, like this, they tell you, hey, make copies of your passport just in case you lose your passport for like, cases just like this. And I had kept it, I kept all of those things in the same spot. Like everything was in the same spot. So I lost everything. Like I was very, very smart. At this point, I kind of had like, I kind of had like uh, uh, two different voices. One one voice was like, "Hey, Laws. This is my my name was Laws because Aussies like to give you weird names. My name's Lauren, so they call me Laws. Anyway, so hey, Laws, uh, 
you know, just whatever. It's going to be fine. Like, hitchhike in the middle of the desert. It's okay. And uh, go with the guy who looks like Leatherface. Just just go and and get in the truck with him. Get in the scary truck with him. That's okay. And go and uh, get drunk and jump off the top of a, of a boat into shark infested waters. That's cool. That's 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 like a totally normal thing. Uh, this voice is in my head and it's telling me, "Don't worry about it. You lost your wallet. It's okay." I I get my things and my plan B. It's my plan B at this point. My plan B is uh, I'm going to go and sleep on the boat <clears throat> instead of my hostel room. And this is a no-no. You, like, you shouldn't be sleeping on a boat. But for some reason, I feel like it's okay. I walk down to Able Point Marina. And I go to the Talorc 3, which is the name of my boat. And I uh, curl up and I go to sleep. So a couple of a couple of hours later, I guess it's sometime later, um, I hear somebody, uh, I hear footsteps down on the pier. And I look around and I see in the wheelhouse somebody's gotten on the boat and it's the owner of the company, the owner of Talarook Sailing and Diving. And then it's Pete. I've met him before and he's known for being very, very drunk, always, and very, very mean, always. And uh, this time is no different. And he goes, uh, he goes, who the fuck are you? Sorry for the Aussie accent. That's awful. And uh, what the fuck are you doing on my boat? And I kind of stammer out. I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah um, I'm Laz. I work on this boat. Um, I'll, I'll never forget it. He goes, uh, he goes, grab your fucking gear and get the fuck off my boat before I call the fucking cops. Righto. I do that, um, and I hear him. I hear him step away, and I, I kind of follow suit, and I, I get out of the marina. And my plan B, my plan B, my plan C is it. Plan C. That's the next thing after Plan B. Whatever's after Plan B, that's what I do. So my Plan C is uh, I know that there's an apartment uh, in town somewhere. This is where like all of the other boating people go. Boat people, the boating community, whatever that's called. Uh, it's just kind of like a place where they all just kind of crash. So I know that it's there, and I go there, and sure enough, it's open. And sure enough, um, I, I go there and I, I crash down. In the morning, I wake up and <laughs> and I have this like crushing, like oh my god, I don't have I I don't have my wallet, I don't have my passport. <gasps> like I just I freak out. Um, and that voice kind of takes over that, like, oh, it's all good, yeah. That voice takes over. For some reason, it just, like, it just takes over my head. So I, I don't freak out. So I, I wake up, and I go to the living room, and I see one of my friends, Spartacus, that's his name. He's a diving person. He's a dive master. And he's playing Grand Theft Auto. And so I kind of sit down on the couch 
watching him, and some time passes. And uh, he goes, uh, hey, Laws, do you want to go halves on some weed? Taking a step back here um, on my situation, I know that I don't have my wallet. I know that I don't have anything like that. But I do know that I have a 50 note in my, my person somewhere. I have like that, that kind of internal what should I do situation going on in my head of, all right, well, you know, you don't have your wallet. You don't have any ID on yourself. You should probably like figure that out. That's an important thing. But go get high with Spartacus. <laughs> so I say, uh, I say, all right, all right, let's go. We get into his uh, into his VW bus, VW bus, which I'm not entirely con- I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that it's his. He might have just like found it and then just like started driving it, but I don't know if it's actually his. Uh, we start driving it and we go to his drug person. What's what's that called? That's a dealer. That's it. We go to we go to the dealer <laughs> and. And he commences to roll the biggest joint I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like it's like um, a wiffle ball bat, like size. Like it's the biggest. Like I've never seen it. I mean, but it's not like just this one case. It's like this is how they do things in Australia. I'm sure there's an Australian out there. It's probably gonna be like that's not the way it is, but this is the way it was for me. Um, so I. <laughs> So he, it's like my forearm is like the size of it. It's, it's huge. And we get really, really high. Um, and we're driving around Early Beach, Australia. And um, it's just absolutely beautiful. Like, the whole town is just absolutely beautiful. Like, on the right, if you look, there's like tropical, gorgeous, like, jungle. And on the left, it's like beautiful Sundays Island. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Like, you drive into town, and there are, like, you know, like, beautiful people in bikinis, and, like, there's a, there's a child playing in a fountain. Like, it's absolutely gorgeous. And I'm just trying to, like, talk myself down from not being such a loser. So we get into, we, so we get into town, and I see Veronica, uh, my, my person who I'd just been with, She's at the bus depot, and I asked Spartacus to, you know, let me out. I go up to Veronica, and we're like, hey, you know, I had so much fun last night. And she's like, yeah, I got so drunk. And I cut, you know, we hug each other, and, and she's like, yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm like, yeah, all of that. Hey, uh, do you have my, my wallet in your purse? And so she searches around, and she doesn't have it. And so I'm like, all right, well, that sucks. I had, conveniently, the the place that we had been the night before uh, was right across the street from the bus depot. Uh, it was called Magnums, and we go back there. Or, well, I go back there, and I'm just kind of sitting outside, and I'm just thinking, how how did I get so messed up like how did I mess it up like I had everything in line and all of a sudden it's so like 
Like, I have lost everything. I could be deported. I could be deported right now. I can't leave the city. I can't do anything. I'm fucked. I have no idea what to do if I don't find anything. Uh, or my wall, like anything. If I can't do it, I'm gone. So I, I sit outside, and there's, and it's like late morning. They're outside, or uh, I'm sorry, they're like inside doing like the prep that people do when it's a restaurant. Like they're setting up all the ketchup and like salt stuff. I see them, and I'm just like, all right, well, I'm just gonna see if this can work. Like, I don't know, but I'm going to see if it can work. So I knock on the glass, and this girl comes over, and she's, uh, she opens the door, but I can see the look on her face. Like, she's half-assed, give a shit. She cannot care less about my situation, which is fine. But uh, she opens the door, and I just explain to her, I'm like, you know, I was here last night. I had my purse with me or my wallet and I, I don't know if this is I don't know if it's here but if there's any way that you can check like that would be great and so she's still got that like look on her face like she can't she can't she can't be bothered so she uh she goes back she closes the door and I just sit back and I'm just like all right well what's it like to be deported uh well that's an embarrassment, and uh, I'm going to be shamed by my entire friends and my family, and my mom is going to be so mad at me. Like, I'm so sad. This is, like, the worst. And how could I make, like, a trip to Australia? So awful. And, uh, and I hear, like, a, a knock and behind me, and she hands out my, my wallet to me. And it's one of those things where I'm just, like, I can't believe that she's doing it, but, like, the look on her face, she's still, like, it's nothing to her. It's, it's like, everything to me, so I can't even say anything. And she just, like, this is it, right? And I'm like, yeah, this is, thank you. And she closes the door, and I'm just thinking, like, there are so many things that I have messed up, and I just want to... I just want to, like, make sure that it's not going to happen, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. So uh, so she's shown, like, this moment of grace at a time when I didn't expect it, this person. And for that reason, it changed my entire life. And it kind of taught me that, you know, at some point you have to grow up. We hope you enjoyed this story of kindness. If you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, submission and contact forms, and more Storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.